mother says he was a normal happy boy until he became obsessed with black metal music. Rock and roll! Sounds like Christian Rick. Heavy metal music. The group promotes satanic worship. They're anti-peace and anti-life. Just scream. Fuck me, it's hot today. Has it been hot where you guys are? It fucking was, let me tell you. I, I mm. spent all day yesterday baking in my third floor studio flat with Wait, no... as in baking? As in you were baking or you were doing some baking? No, no, no. I, I was the one being baked like a sad potato. <laughs> oh no, Tom. Oh no. <laughs> I I was I was so I was being grilled, baked, roasted, all the above. You were being roasted. There was a comedian in the corner just like calling you out on everything you were doing. More or less. <laughs> what about you, Ben? Has it been hot in Bristol? Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. It's that great British summer where it's like really close heat. And I just feel like, the, yeah, the air is thick. <laughs> I was like oh, walking. Yeah. I went for a walk today, and I was like pushing my way through the air, just trying to <laughs> get to some shade. I was out in central London the last couple of days doing uh, doing uh, shoots, commercial shoots. Fucking the smell of hot garbage in this city, man. Ooh. Oh my god, it is pungent. It's like thick. It like it's like you know when you do a COVID swab. Yeah. That's what it feels like just to smell it. It stabs <laughs> you in the back of the nose. It feels like it hits mm. your brain. I, anyway, I was cycling back and I got to like um, you know, like a stoplight. They call it in England a stoplight, uh, a traffic, <laughs> traffic light. Bloody fucking traffic light. You yeah, can't. fucking William. big old lighting sticks, mate. Yeah. <laughs> and I stopped, and it was right next to a huge like bin, and it was so hot that I just as soon as I stopped, it was like all the sweat just like ran down my body, like I was just bleeding all over. And then I was looking round. And I saw a rat on top of the bin, and it jumped out, and it ran across the road. And it's the first time I've seen a rat in London, surprisingly. Really? Yeah. Well, we were in yeah, lockdown, yeah. so the rats were probably following COVID guidance, staying yeah. in. Good rats. Pretty fitting, I think, as this week is our first special of the season. A grindcore special, no less. Oh, boy. I know you guys have been looking forward to this for a long <laughs> time. So this week, we're covering not three bands, but six. We're talking about Agora Apocalypse by Agrophobic Nosebeed, Magruder Grind by Magruder Grind, Life of Crime by Goo Lagoon, Lean Mean Slunding Machine by Slund, The Pain I Have Every Day by Sordo, and Detroit Split by the one and only Chainsaw Squid. Yeah, yeah. very good. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. And I'm looking forward to it. And despite having twice as many bands as we normally do, it's less music than it's we normally been cover. It's the shortest <laughs> amount of listening that we've had to do so far. <laughs> yeah. I think one of the albums I brought in the past have probably been longer than all the music we've listened to this week. I think yeah. it might have been. I think, yeah. yeah. Wasn't, um, wasn't the Vector album, like, pretty long? I remember I was, that. I was, like, an hour and 20 minutes, wasn't it? Yeah. Which... Yeah. yeah, fucking hell, man. Jeez. <laughs> you recommended it, Tom. You and yourself to blame. Yeah, no, it was a good album. <laughs> so that, as soon as you bring up the recommendation, he's like, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fucking hell, Josh. Top album, that is. Yeah, top album, though. Good choice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so let me just ask you both what has been your previous exposure to Grindcore before I hit you up with my one hour and 15 minute long playlist of six different Grindcore bands? Um, so you, you were my previous exposure to Grindcore. Yeah. Ooh, nice. That's um, consistent here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think after doing this week's listening, not as much as I thought. I knew all these names when you put them on on the uh, the plan for the episode. Yeah, yeah. I recognise yeah, all yeah. of them because obviously mm-hmm. we've we've talked about all these before, and I'm sure I've heard them all at some early hour of the morning. Almost definitely, yeah. So Josh, I thought you probably had a bit more exposure to grindcore, having um lived with tom during the grindcore years no less the yeah years. well i i i heard a bit of agrophobic nosebleed when we lived together tom and i quite like them and yeah. i'd kind of been exposed to obviously a lot of rash decision who i guess aren't like exactly grindcore but are kind mm. of adjacent grindcore adjacent yeah and i've been exposed to a lot of stuff but to be honest i never really sorted out my main memory of grindcore 
honestly, yeah. was when Ed Miliband had the guy from <laughs> Napalm Death on his radio show <laughs> and tried to sing You'll Su- You Suffer. Yeah. Wow. Oh, fucking hell. So we've talked about all oh, that kind of exposure to grindcore, but um, Tom, you're the obviously the resident expert the maestro. on grindcore. Yeah. The, it, can say. you have a maestro of grindcore? Um, we'll allow it. You're <laughs> the, the grindcore maestro. maestro. Grindcore. So thank you. Can you tell us what the what the fuck is grindcore? Well, so I mean, you know, common consensus would be the grindcore is a fusion of hardcore punk and extreme metal. We've talked about a few bands like this before, but you've got to think inhumanly fast drums, really sort of fuzzy, blown out guitars, usually a much higher pitch sort of vocal style. You know, Mm. death metal is growling, grindcore is shrieking. And there's a lot of associations with punk. I mean, a typical way to describe it would be too punk for metalheads and too metal punks so it sits in a kind of a weird in-between ground mainly sort of it was uh you know mainly came to attention with bands like napalm death uh which we're not actually not going to talk about today we're doing our usual thing of rather than giving a history of grindcore a history of the genre we're just going to talk about what we like or rather what i like because i didn't think you guys would have (laughs) any bands to bring (laughs) yeah well you made a good a good judgment there um that's fair enough yeah i think when you make that that phrase uh too punk for metalheads to metal for punks it's kind of like i would say it's not like a direct line between them where it meets in the middle it's kind of like it meets those two genres and then kicks it up like 10 notches right (laughs) like it's not like it's just punky metal it's like an extreme version of both of those things yeah yeah it's definitely it's definitely something new it's something in its own right you know yeah and it it is uh the music is created absolutely prolifically because i mean typically the albums are between anywhere from five minutes to sort of 25 minutes long so a yeah. lot of these bands will have upwards of about 15 albums over the course yeah. of like five years, you know. And that's quite a key part of it to me, I think. Mm. The the sort mm. of style and the, the format that it's presented in the is... The micro song. Yeah. Yeah, it's a real key element of grindcore to me. Yeah. Um, it's funny how obviously with genres, like it's not always just for sound. It's also like the way that it's um, presented and the format that it comes in and sort of the, the accompanying scene and stuff that all fits into it. Absolutely. There's a lot more color in sort of grindcore album covers and there's a lot more talking about social issues and like use of kind of humor samples even samples from like electronic music yeah samples is the other big the other big yeah, part of it stylistic yeah. thing isn't it when mm. it sort of contextualizes the music when you you absolutely can't hear the words so you need the samples to sort of you know situate the music somehow i think that's a really good point and that's something that actually i wanted to talk about is that obviously with other music you don't get that context so directly delivered to you which I think is yeah. a really strong point of grindcore is that, you know, the music can be really overwhelming, really kind of incomprehensible in some ways, especially like yeah. I say, the vocal style can be quite difficult to understand. But then you literally get given either the thing that inspired them or the sort of area that they're coming from in a soundbite yeah, at yeah, the start of the end real. of the song, which is a really unique sort of experience. It makes it much more digestible in a way as well, because like say, Tom, you know, if, if you don't have any like contextual clues, like good luck working out what the song's yeah. about, you know? Yeah, <laughs> for real yeah and i mean it's um it, it does also make it a genre that you can show to someone very easily because you can be like here's a here's a 30 second song or like a five second sound bite and it's mm. just like a little snapshot of like what the rest of this album's like and as i say they're normally fairly short like you know five to 25 minutes but you do have albums like agrophobic nosebeads bestial machinery released in 2005 which is one hour and 30 minutes long how many songs do you guys think are on that album uh hour and 31 like a hundred yeah, it's got to be over 100, right? 136. Wow. <laughs> Fucking hell. And I have been to Grindcore shows before where they're like, all right, we got 15 more minutes. We're going to play you 20 more songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whereas like, 
it kind of shows I go to you, like we've got 15 more minutes, so we'll get the yeah, intro. We haven't got now. time, guys. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to call it now. Yeah, yeah, we can't get anything else in. Sorry, boys. <laughs> Everyone, get your tie dye shirts at the merch store. Um, oh, we'll be outside smoking weed. So. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the $500 handmade collectible dragon branded like our band is <laughs> yeah. also for sale. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You've seen my decor. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Let's stop fucking around and talk about our first album. Grab your hypodermic needles. It's time for Agoropocalypse by Agrophobic Nosebleed. So Agrophobic Nosebleed are an American grindcore band formed in 1944. Agoropocalypse, their sick full-length album, is a long-time favorite of mine. It takes a punky grindcore sound, bolsters it with metal, and augments it with power violence. Sorry, you said they were formed in 1944. I said 1994. Did you? I swear you said 44. You need to get your ears checked, mate. Maybe okay. he's listening too much grindcore has made you deaf. You've only got yourself to blame. <laughs> so the introduction of Cat Cats as a vocalist on this record really set it apart from the rest of their releases. Before this, Nosebleed were releasing albums with hundreds of micro songs and their token inhuman drum machine sound, coining the term drum machine grindcore. Whereas here, they're taking their time and leaving a bit more space in the music, with the longest song being over three minutes. Wow. Whoa. I know. But to say it was a finessed, patient, commercially accessible album would be a grand overstatement. This album is nerve-shredding, mean-spirited, relentless, and completely unhinged. That said, it might be the least horrible album we talk about today. Josh, what is your take on Agrophobic Nosebleed? Well, I've listened to these guys before. I think we, we covered them in our in our kind of pre, pre-season practices, nah, the right? secret season. We yeah. did, the practice uh, episodes, yeah. And the Patreon exclusives. <laughs> only, the low price of nine ninety nine ninety nine. Yeah. You can all you we see. need is a Patreon and listeners. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so when we listened to these guys first, I wasn't really sure what to expect of them. I'd heard a bit of Agrophobic Newsbleed in the background yeah. in our house, but never again. <laughs> it's interesting to me because because these guys, you know, you can you can hear their connections to the genres of music quite well. You can hear the death metal in there, and you can definitely hear yeah. the like kind of like you say tom the uh, the almost like athletic sport like approach to some of the drumming where it's just like extremely quick even in this album mm. where it's slowed down a bit mm. and the bits from other genres kind of bleed into this a bit more so like you could i at least heard like quite a lot of death metal in this and that That's made it easy to hook in for me because i like death metal you know yeah. it was it wasn't like that far out of my wheelhouse at the same time though this was almost like almost normal sounding music. A lot of it, like <laughs> some of the songs have like a kind of verse chorus and a kind of you know yeah. um, a bit more straightforward. So yeah. I don't know. Grindcore on my head always is in this like space of being this like extreme kind of untouchable genre of music. That, like I can't get into. Yeah. When I actually sit down and listen to it, I don't want to say I'm disappointed because I liked it, but it was more just like, huh, is that it? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I know exactly what you mean. Actually, it's like, do you ever just put off watching a movie because you're like, ah. Yeah. Oh, it's not going to be that interesting. And then you sit down and you're like, oh yeah, this has like story beats and it has characters and it has like yeah. dialogue. Every, it has settings, every it has time. Music. I, 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 I never watched a Saw movie for ages. Yeah. And then my girlfriend at the time got me to watch like one of the more recent ones. It was like her and her flatmates. Mm. And they were all like biomedical scientists. So <laughs> like not only was the film quite funny anyway, they were kind of like, oh, that's not how a skull breaks. That's ridiculous. Brilliant. <laughs> I have plenty of skulls but, in my biomedical role. <laughs> but what I mean is like... It, not a bad movie. He, uh, yeah, these things build culture in this big kind of scary thing. Like, you know, sore, it's like, you know, horrible torture porn, like everything, mm. all these horrible mm. things are happening. But it's not really that. It's actually just like, oh, it's just a film. Like yeah. ultimately yeah. Grindcore is just music and these are just albums and just songs. And once you get yeah. past that, you can really start to enjoy it. I, yeah, I do think definitely. that this album that's true of <laughs> some of the others are quite quite fucking out there like well, have you listened to best deal machinery at all 
the one that came just before this. No, it's like I wouldn't even describe it as machine gun drum sounds. It's like um, it's like sewing machine level of speed. Jesus. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, for me, like coming back to this, I was surprised how much it kind of reminded me of like a, a like thrash turned up to eleven. Like as, yeah. I know Josh saying like the death metal elements. Mm, I think yeah. it was the, the thrash sort of side of it that stood out to me. Um, it was like very upbeat, high energy, mm. very frantic sort of um, very high energy. Yeah, and quite like um, a good word. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if um don't know if it's the right word, but quite like a positive energy to it. Like it's not mm. it didn't feel like it was beating me down. It felt like it was kind of inviting me to thrash with it, sort of thing. <laughs> oh, it's it's I find it super motivating. I mean, I was talking about this um shoot that I did the other day and I had to cycle there and back and it was a really hot day and I was kind of late and I was like, fuck, it's boiling. Like mm. I'm I've got a cycle all the way there. Like, what the fuck? What am I gonna listen to? <laughs> that's my main <laughs> that's my main stressor when I was late. <laughs> I was like, right, I'm gonna put on, I'm gonna put on Agora Apocalypse because I know that it's just nice. like anytime you want to slow down, you've got some new, fucking insane like bass solo. Like the bass is pushed really high in the mix on this. You can hear it really clearly the way through. They have every member of this band. You can hear them, which is like, it's impressive. Which is something that I really appreciate. Yeah. It, it's it's so yeah. good to actually hear every element of the music, and it's mixed really well. It's produced really, it well, is. which is. Bit of an outlier, <laughs> yeah. In great cool. and I think it has like so. This is one of the first extreme metal albums I ever got into. I got into them exact same time I got into Anafrak. Funnily no, really? enough, I think that they they share quite a lot of sounds in terms of like very sort of high up kind of street vocals, yeah, sort of super speed drums and things. But also, Nosebleed have that kind of thing of like really small kind of like like kind of like glitch effects and electronic sound effects like in the recording. Where yeah. like a drum part will just kind of like out at the end, which Alan Affleck has as well in in the Constellation of the Black Widow. And I kind yeah. of feel like there must be something there that got me into extreme metal that both of those bands share. Yeah, that's common, interesting. Common root. I think something yeah. we're touching on here as well, which is like worth mentioning, is that it moves at such a pace and there's so much stuff going on that there there are so many things you could pick out. Like yeah. they'll have a fresh section, they'll have a punk section, they'll have a like a slowed down sort of it never quite reaches the pace of like doom but you know yeah. like as in it never lowers itself to that pace but even when it's slow it's still faster than like yeah. a sort of mid pace <laughs> yeah exactly so and it's, it's, there is so much that's going on that it is it's possibly bored while listening to it definitely <laughs> it's it's always like there's a new idea every minute isn't there like i think i think that's the cool mm. thing as well because the songs Obviously, there are the longer songs, but because a lot of the songs are really short. But the time you get bored, the boring bit's over, and you're onto like a new bit. It's not. It's not like if you've got a boring song on a on yeah. a prog metal album, and that song's eight minutes Fucking long. Stuck there. Yeah, yeah. we like, skip like every time it comes up on your shuffle. You're like, nope, <laughs> not the acoustic yeah. track. That's and it happening. takes a lot of listening with uh, an album like that to kind of get to the point where you enjoy all of it. I think. Mm. Whereas for me, like Nosebleed was a band that hit straight away all the way through. I was like, oh, this is great. You know, this just keeps delivering and i wonder if there would be uh, a music fan out there who would listen to this and be like i love half of it but i for example hate the drums or something and i i find it a little bit hard to believe because it's like it comes as such a package yeah i think because of how much stuff is going on and because of the way that it's produced and the way it's mixed and everything we've already said it a little bit but i think this is gonna be the most comprehensible and i would pick this as yeah. probably the best album to get someone into this kind of yeah. extreme uh, yeah. music definitely it's a good combo of being like quite political, so you can kind of get what it's about in a way, yeah. you know, like um, like X Cop and stuff like this. And then you've also got the most probably conventional song structure of the, of, of the albums we're covering today. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I think that helps sort of understand how it's going to flow because with some of the later albums, yeah. it's very hard to kind of know. Oh, I'm going again. Oh, it's slow again. Oh, it's going again. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is very like okay, chorus verse. Like not every song again. Like 
and that's why it's yeah. a good intro i think is that it kind of mm. plays with those ideas of the they, they never quite reach like the micro song you know five or six seconds but they yeah, do have right. 50 second songs they have mm. micro movements on. in their songs in a way ah, like what we say about rash decision is it's just like it's absolutely packed full of it's like four bars can just include like oh here's here's oh, like yeah. four bars of a song which is a completely different drum part and some weird sound effects and then it's just like well that was a, an interesting five seconds mm. you know? yeah and i do like that yeah. about grindcore like it is yeah. I, I know that's a big thing for you tom and i I, mm. I do like that at times but i can't help myself sometimes there will be a really like fantastic three seconds of music and i'm like oh i wish they would just repeat that like yeah. 10 times it's, <laughs> like, frustration, then, isn't it? it's like when you lie in bed in the morning and it's like it's great for the first like 15 minutes but mm-hmm. after that you just start to like ache and you're like why didn't i get up like an hour ago yeah. i have so much like such that. a good jump on the day sometimes it's better so, just to okay. enjoy so it for a little saying. bit and just get up i see what you're saying but then we're talking about a like riff lasting three seconds so if i like <laughs> my alarm went off at 6 a.m and i like got catapulted out of my bed into like my wardrobe and was like <laughs> ready to start my day it's like okay maybe let me enjoy it for like 30 seconds yeah okay. <laughs> there's a mid-ground yeah. here maybe <laughs> I think something else that really makes the album kind of tick is the lyrics as well. And like, you do have to look them up a lot. Oh, yeah. I wanted to talk about the lyrics. You can distinguish quite a lot of it. And mean spirited Mm. is definitely a word that comes to mind. We talked about Necrophil feeling a little bit mean spirited. I feel like Nosebleed is sort of, they're not, I don't think they're bad guys or anything, but I feel like they're playing some quite aggressive ideas in their music you know you say that but it's quite like self-reflective and it kind of walks There's... a line between absolute madness and quite genius at times well because i was going to say my second point on that is like there's real kind of aggression in there mm. but when yeah. you like look up the lyrics there's a lot of like kind of violent aggression to it but mm. actually there's like a hell of a lot of brevity to it as well it doesn't take itself seriously yeah. you know to take a section from a song called dick to mouth resuscitation might be my favorite song based entirely on the name and these lyrics that tom's about to read <laughs> I slapped a dead man in the face with his own hand and laughed out loud. Self-awareness on a level you couldn't possibly conceive. <laughs> That's the moment where I'm like, is this absolute madness or is this genius? Like, I, I don't... know, yeah. And, it's the and, fine and, line, isn't it? Yeah, and like, do they mean it to have some greater meaning? Well, it doesn't matter, right? Yeah, and it's <laughs> like, kind of like hallucinogenic at certain points. I mean, yeah. there's a song called Time Lord 2, Paradoxical Reaction, and the lyrics are basically about travelling back in time to kill Jesus before he's born, taking right. the umbilical cord, selling it to the Japanese, okay. and then they use it to program the world's first blast beat. Amazing. What the fuck is this about? Yeah. Trippy, yeah, yeah. You know? But then, and that's the thing, that, like, between each song, because, like, like Josh said, you have an ex-cop, which is quite a political song, yeah. and then you have that bizarre trippy kind of song, and then you got the dick to mouth resuscitation, which <laughs> the title alone makes you think it's going to be stupid as fuck, but um, then they're like, they have some lines in there where you kind of go like, wait, they seem to know what they're doing but is that an accident because it yeah, could be but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't quite know <laughs> i just like I, I love the the mix of brevity and like darkness to it you look at like the sort of album cover it's a guy's head with like the nuclear explosion there's like pills and like knives and stuff yeah. flying through the air so it lives in a world that feels like real like real darkness but then at the same time it's finding humor in all that and finding kind of it's a bit uncanny isn't it it's not it's not really real it's all a bit like wrong funny isn't the word maybe satirical i don't know yeah it, it's, it is isn't it? it's like laughing at the mirror you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think maybe this might be a failing of me as a as an art consumer. Um, I find that right. the music and the tone, hear me out on this, doesn't have the like grime that I feel like it should. And mm. I'll call back to when we covered Grusha. I think yeah. they have a sound that is very grimy and degenerate 
and that sound really adds to the experience and puts mm. me in a place it might just be the way that i and this is totally a point on personal preference by the way it's not like a criticism of it i just find that the music itself is i'm not going to say vanilla because it's not but it's no. it's quite clean and well put together and quite well structured and i'm kind of like I don't know. I feel like I, yeah. I wish there was a bit more of a generation in it because even in their like most hectic sections, you can tell they're playing really, really well. Whereas yeah. there are sections yeah. in Grisha where someone's just like screeching and like they start just rolling around on the floor, like uh, yeah. <laughs> slamming and on a cymbal. The vocals are sort of falling apart, kind of thing in Grisha sometimes. Like it's like collapsing in on itself, even as it's like you know sort of staggering along. Yeah. So yeah, and I mean the the vocal performance actually is something I wanted to talk about. I feel like. Cat Cat's voice really makes this album for me. It's like, it's like that little bit of acid that cuts through all the fat. Yeah, like the the, the, the balsamic glaze on your halloumi sandwich. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most bougie thing that anyone has ever said about agrophobia. <laughs> <laughs> Where am I wrong? Where am I wrong? <laughs> so normally on a grindcore album, you can't really distinguish tracks. Yeah. But I feel like this one and, and probably the next one, you can so I wanted to ask you guys, were there any favorite tracks? Yeah, so for me, in Nosebleed, definitely Hung by the Rising Sun. Oh, Absolutely yeah. the best yeah, song yeah. for me. Just sounded like so everything was That's done right. Really strong, really well paced. Great yeah. riffs, great drums. What else is there to say? Had a real yeah. good like brooding yeah. grind to that yeah. track as well. Like, really like kind of drives it forward. Like, yeah. Punches you and like, have you ever been like, quite badly punched in the belly before yeah. <laughs> that's what Knocks it feels the wind out like of you. To that song man yeah mm, yeah it's really hard yeah what about you ben um yeah i mean just to name something different because it would have been hung from the rising sun um mm-hmm. dick to mouth resuscitation it is a it's a very good song it's a very funny title and the lyrics are very good so all around like dick to mouth resuscitation is just yeah. a great track yeah, nice. yeah. Now, see, I want to say Agora Apocalypse now because it, like, Scimitar in the conversation of Black Widow was one of the first uh, yeah. songs I was crazy about. But I think I probably, ooh, I probably have to say Question of Integrity. Oh, maybe. yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Mm, yeah, Fair yeah. There are, um, but Time Mod 2, Paradoxical Reaction, and Trauma Queen were well up there as well. Not typically the ones that you guys liked. Yeah. I mean, typically with Grindcore, um, in my notes for the album, I've picked out like sections on tracks where I'm like, oh, yeah, from yeah, 330 yeah. to 336, love that bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I would never actually read three and a half minutes, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad you guys enjoyed this album. Yeah, really Let's good. continue our uh, descent into the underworld of Grindcore. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the protocols of anti-sound with Magruder Grind's Magruder Grind. So Magruder Grind are a band that I've got into since my big time Grindcore phase in 2017, but they've stuck around in my listening for the last couple of years unlike a lot of the bands I used to be into. Formed in 2002, there were six albums, two EPs, and seven splits, and they signed to big-time record company Relapse Records in 2016. Good for them. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be fair to describe (laughs) the sound as straight-up furious grindcore, fast-pounding, galloping, screeching songs, generally clocking under the one-and-a-half-minute mark, with a heavy dose of politics, numerous references to hip-hop and rap, they're too punk for the metal kids and too metal for the punk kids. They sit exactly in that world we described. So what did you guys make of Magruder Grind and their furious 2009 offering? Yeah, so this to me was what I was expecting. This was mm, yeah. this was grindcore to me. Yeah. Everything about what you just said, the the sound bites from hip hop and other sort of genres and films, the um the quality of the sound, the ferociousness of it, the speed, the length of the tracks. This to me, as much as Agor Apocalypse is a great intro, this is 
to me the core of the genre this is yeah. what i thought yeah, yeah. i was in for this week <laughs> mm, yeah one of the things that researched me about this album and i really liked this album i think if you had shown me this six months to a year ago maybe not so much but i've kind of diversified my tastes a little bit i guess you've descended um, since yeah this podcast. i'm not yeah. sure whether I, my brain's maturing or degenerating or a combination of I've both. I've asked but myself that for years. Both yeah, at the same time. This is where I am right now, basically. Like the this this album, the the sound of the drums are so full and there's so much depth to them. Mm, the mm. guitar fuzz tone just like pours into every gap of the oh, music. It's satisfying, isn't it? It's a and really like you, cathartic sound. Oh yeah. And then you have the vocals just cutting like mm. some bands the vocals soar over the music. Yeah. With this, it's right through the middle. You're, it, you're sort of hit yeah. by the wall and then punched in the face by the vocals. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Doesn't add up, does it? Oh, absolutely. Now, what about you, Josh? Yeah, so this is interesting for me. I, I found this a bit more like ordinary sounding than Noseblade. I really? Don't know okay. I don't know what it was exactly. I think it was because like... It's more large... guitar focused, isn't it? Yeah, I think it sounds a bit more like kind of like rock music, you know? Like it's it's fuck off. <laughs> Not like rock music, but you know what I mean? Like it sounds more like a, you know, like what I recognize as rock or heavy metal or uh, or punk or something, you know? Mm. Whereas Nosebleed, while it has a lot of death metal, but they've in got there, a lot of rock and roll sound in this. Yeah, there's real kind of like yeah, you know, like beat to it at points. Exactly. Whereas I feel yeah. like I can throw Nosebleed. There's it's not really like that much rhythm to it. It's yeah, more no like drums. That might be it. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I yeah. see what you're saying now, and I think maybe it was like, like the tone and the presentation of this that mm. really struck me. Um, and yeah. the interesting to like change the song structure of um, agoraphobic, agoraphobic nosebleed. <laughs> agoraphobic nosebleed with Magruder grind. Switch their tone and their song structures around. Have them play each other's music. Yeah, and that'd, be cool. that's like. <laughs> that'd yeah. be cool. You mean everyone in the same band and one just like kind of fairly regular. <laughs> <laughs> But that's the thing, isn't it? Like, it's 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 like there's so many dimensions in which you can go weird or go normal. I, I think it's just maybe the ways in which Magruder Grind is weird are like less weird to me, if that makes sense. Yeah. And yeah. Arne, like, I feel like some bits it does slow down quite a lot, and it kind mm. of almost descends back into like something like Clutch or something like this. You know, it, it's it's fuzzy yeah. and heavy and, and nasty sounding, but it's mm. still quite. It's almost groovy, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it bounce to it. I did feel like a bit of a arsehole coming to the grindcore episode and then ending up liking the album that had the most slow parts on it the most yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is very typically me i guess <laughs> yeah and i mean honestly like those are the songs if i skip any of them i normally skip those ones just get it going man come on let's pick it uh, up i mean for me what i really enjoy about this sort of thing is like the sense of stamina in the music you know i yeah. mean like life is tiring but you listen to a uh, an album like this which is about 20 minutes and you feel like you're at a grindcore gig just like fucking jumping around and moshing headbanging crowd surfing like yeah and like it's it reminds me of my experiences at grindcore gigs where it's like by the end of it you're like how the fuck are these guys still going and they're all like sweating like crazy yeah. just absolutely like losing it and they'll even do things at some of these gigs where they'll just just let fans go up on the stage like constantly. Yeah, it's just like a constant crowd of people on stage. They're letting other people sing parts of the songs if they know it. And stuff. I love that. Yeah, I feel like Magruder Grind is almost like a band that could exist in an exclusively live setting. And the yeah. fact that they've made an album is almost like proof of concept for like book us to your show. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's, almost, it's almost coincidental, isn't it? Like mm. it's, it's music made to be performed. Really, you can hear that. Yeah, and yeah. I appreciate that they are at that edge with it because. Um... Here comes the Metallica hit for this episode. But okay, like yeah. Metallica are only gonna let someone up on <laughs> stage if they've been like they've been like security cleared and you know it's all okay yeah. and like they'll have to be led up by bouncers, that sort of thing. And you're like, mm. 
Metal was meant to be about not giving a shit, man. Like, come on. Yeah, like, like, where's the freedom in it? To, to yeah, be yeah, fair, yeah. there's no like crazy person who's going to try and knife someone in, in Magruder Grind because they, you know, ruined Napster or something. Are you suggesting that I might stab Lars for ruining Napster? No, I'm just saying someone <laughs> might stab Lars for ruining Napster. Some... I think someone <laughs> might be making it too obvious what he's about to do, Josh. <laughs> I, no, no, that's not. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, you know, you know what happened with, with Pantera? Like, yeah. you know, the, 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 these, these people, like, go. go Wait, on. what happened to Pantera? What they did to themselves or what someone did to them? <laughs> the, the, when the guy got shot. Oh, yeah, when dying back, Daryl. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I guess you're right. But that, that guy wasn't on stage. I feel like we're, we're changing topics here. <laughs> no, well, that's yeah, all right. Dimebag was, was shot when he was on stage. Yeah, but the shooter wasn't. This feels irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> all right, enough for Ed's group That's what's new open carry laws and everything yeah. else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yes, uh, you know, I think the live elements of this sort of music is really important, actually. And, um, you know, Josh, you mentioned before, like, drumming competitions, and it's almost like the athleticism of just being able to drum for a really long fucking time. And I yeah, feel like that's part of the thing that really appeals to me about this music is I got into it in tandem with getting into cycling. A little, yeah. little cycling pun there with the word tandem. Ooh. And I feel like it was it was a key element of actually like getting fit for the first time in my life was like listening to Grindcore and just being like, just keep going, just keep the stamina up, keep hitting it, you know. Yeah. And I, I really enjoy that how it's like reflected in the music. Mm. That's that's a really cool point, actually. I think that's really interesting. And I think it's also like it's without trying to get into like a weird kind of esoteric thing, you know, it's almost Please. like the thing which is creating the music, the athleticism in the playing mm. the drums and in this jumping around a stage is then like affecting people like in some kind of like weird, like kind of spiritual way when yeah. you listen to it. You, you want yeah. to go out and move to it. it it's some kind of, it's an interesting kind of like, you know, as above, so below duality thing going on. Which I, I, Absolutely. I like. No, I, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. And I think it's, um, you know, it's, uh, as you say, like you, you can't perform this live unless you have the stamina to perform it live. Mm. That seems like a really obvious thing to say, but like, you know, you take something like uh, Agrophobic Nosebleed, they use a drum machine, for example, because drum machines can just play fucking insanely fast and that's what they never get hear, tired, yeah. And this kind of feels like, you know, in that documentary, Slave to the Grind, which mm. I think we all watched in preparation for the episode. Yeah, very good documentary. About, if anyone like, does want to know more about Grindcore, that is a very good documentary. It's on YouTube. Slave to the grind. Mm. And so much of it is about sort of the live shows and the live scene and like mm. how you can go to grindcore shows and sometimes see like several bands in a night just because they get up there and it is like a like an athletic performance. Yeah. Just like, you know, there was um there was a thing about a show that they played where the guitars didn't work, so they literally just drummed and had two guys on vocals for the whole show. And oh, like, well. you know, so they didn't basically they didn't perform their music in the typical sense the fans are expecting to hear it. But everyone was just like, this is fucking brilliant, you know. And I think mm. I love that kind of, I love that concept of just like, almost like music is sport. Like, it's not about the songs, it's about the sound. Get up there and just fucking grind, you know. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I gotta say, listen, watching that documentary did give me a, an appreciation for the idea of Grindcore. Um, yeah. Didn't actually make me a fan of Grindcore, but I think it's important <laughs> to understand like where this stuff's coming from, right? Because when you yeah. say it, like, it makes me kind of I, one of the things I hate is when people are just like, um, I don't like it, so therefore it's got no value. Yeah, and that's just like the stupidest thing. 
like yeah. possible you know what i mean yeah, yeah. watching that documentary i kind of understood where grindcore was coming through coming from a lot more and then made it easy to appreciate the music i can still be like yeah okay i'm not going to necessarily listen to a lot of grindcore myself because it's mm. just not the way i guess my brain's wired but i can totally appreciate that again it exists for people who want that yeah. fucking yeah. insane experience that it is i know and like you know something else about it is like it still is super underground like i find it hard to find yeah. grindcore gigs you've been blacklisted like... from grindcore <laughs> <laughs> But it is tough to find these gigs sometimes because it, it appeals to such an obscure crowd. And I think like, yeah. you know, we're talking about this, like, oh, this this album was actually kind of easy listening compared to a lot of other stuff on the, on this show. But I feel like to most normal people, this is completely impossible to enjoy. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's a good question, because I think maybe me and Josh would come down on different sides of this. What would you say is more, I, I, I hate to use the word like mainstream, but yeah, what would you say is like more like mainstream acceptable, like a girl? Fucking hell. Agoraphobic Nosebleed or Magruder Grind? I feel like Magruder Grind is more... I mean, neither particularly mainstream, you know? No, uh, no. I don't I don't use that word because they're both so far outside of the, like, yeah. musical norms mm. that... Yeah. I guess if you had a friend say... who didn't know anything about this kind of music and they were like, what? how would you get into it? Like, would you start with Magruder Grind or would you start with... I feel like more of Magruder Grind's music is recognisably in a song format. So yeah. I think I'd probably go for that. Mm, that's interesting. But even if it's like a one minute, 30 second song, it's not like just like super, super, super quick. Yeah, I wouldn't start with any of the albums we're going to talk about next. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, I think I would I would probably start with Magruder Grind as well. I mean, like, I think that somebody who liked punk a lot, and somebody who, for example, maybe liked Deathcore, like maybe like Suicide Silence's earlier yeah. albums or something, could find a lot in here that was similar in some sense, you know. This isn't a virtuoso vocal performance, but it's um it's a very skilled performance nonetheless. You know what I mean? Whereas like I feel like agrophobic is it's on that slightly harder edge and it's more drum orientated as well, which yeah. some people aren't that into. I mean I fucking hate it when like a band releases a new album and the drums are all like, Yeah, we went for a really stripped back drum sound, less is more kind of thing. And I'm like, it's No, not- more is more. <laughs> oh yeah, come on. Please in the name. Sometimes you have to go slower. This is how I feel about a lot of music, though. A lot, of, and this is kind of why I'm into grindcore. Is like I listen to a lot of music, and I'm like, "Well, Trivium is a good example of this." Sorry, Josh. I'm like, "What? Well, well, you I'm sort not of, Trivium. I don't care. You sort of you want know? to play heavy music, but clearly not that much because you could make this a hell of a lot heavier." You yeah, know but what it's I mean? not always <laughs> about going like as extreme as you can. You know, you're like, "Oh, you wanted to make a dessert, so why didn't you just sell me loads of sugar?" You know, honestly, like I kind of feel like it is about going as extreme as you can while still achieving what you want to achieve. <laughs> I don't know if I believe that. Um, (laughs) no you made a statement stand by it (laughs) i just feel like you know people underestimate how good extreme music can be and how good heavy music can be and there's no reason you need to compromise on anything to create heavy music i don't know if slowing down is compromising i think okay yeah maybe that's a fair point yeah i do kind i do feel like that a little bit i do feel like slow music is just like you don't i don't know Oh, look, we're all here you for the heavier music, right? Actually, yeah, yeah. Right? Like, I, I think this is the thing, you know, we're all coming at it from such a, like, extremely warped perspective already in the sense that, like, yeah. we already <laughs> like quite extreme like, music. I put on, like, Mastodon and Tom's like, will you stop playing this pop shit? And then I go to, like, a normal party and play that and people are like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like, stop the screaming! All my friends told me this music was really soft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, you know, we... we you guys often take the piss out of Deathcore for being poppy or something, but like if you play that at like a normal like, <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was no, one I'm, thing. I'm not allowed to play music in my flat. 
<laughs> I wonder why. They've made the right call. Um, <laughs> one track that I really enjoyed on this album was um, Pulverizing Hate Mongers. Me too. It's, I found there was something really cathartic and really empowering at the same time about using such a violent and like powerful song to send a message of anti-hate. I think, yeah. Um, yeah. I think yeah. back to uh, um, Nazi Punk's Fuck Off by the Dead Kennedys, where he's just like losing his shit on stage being like, Nazi Punk's, Nazi Punk's, fuck off Nazi Punk's. Like just using that like punk energy to send a message of like acceptance and love really but like in using those emotions which we're not allowed to use for those things yeah you know it's true i mean grindcore sits in the i think and grind and punk in general actually i would say yeah i think sits in a much more like you know metal's very kind of like metal's very expressive and it's very cathartic and stuff mm. when it comes to real world issues it's not the greatest scene in the world for confronting some of these things that's fine it's not always what it's for but i do like the fact that a band like magruder grind can just be like Hey, if you're a Nazi, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's just it's just good to hear. I mean, like, and I, 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 you know, not music doesn't always have to be about this sort of thing. Yeah, but uh, when yeah, it is, it's nice for it to just kind it, of do you know? that for a bit. You know, like it's not like yeah. you know laboring a single political point, but it's like, no. oh, by the way, fuck you if you're a Nazi. Yeah. Like, fair enough. Yeah. You know, like that's good. <laughs> that's a good thing to include. I think the thing that I appreciate so much is that um, obviously it, being against hate and being against violence, like yeah. that sort of thing, you can't often use those kind of emotions, which are emotions that everybody has. And it's yeah. being able to use those in like a constructive way. And I think, Tom, I, I was thinking back to what you said about um, necrofilth, where it's like, mm. we're not allowed to be those things that we're not meant to be. Mm. And, and in that moment, you can use all of your like energy and, and anger and, and disgust with hate mongers and yeah. be like, yeah, fuck off Nazi punks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, well, like... no, it's true. I mean, I'm very, I'm very anti-violence, so, but like, I also love to go Gosh. to gigs and put myself in like violent situations Yeah, because ultimately I do enjoy it, but I just don't think that an act of violence is the same as like being violent. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, I think it was just really interesting to have a song that is so like violent and aggressive sounding, being pulverizing hate mongers. The clues in the name. Yeah, yeah, no, I love it, and I think it's probably my favorite song on the album. Actually, I just think that the the ride of those guitars they're absolutely brilliant. That's that's it's a quality that I really like in metal. Is like a riff that really gallops along at like a hell of a speed. Mm, yeah, yeah. So did you guys have any favorite tracks? Ben, would I be right in assuming that that was one of your favorites? Yeah, definitely. In terms of just like overall, again, like the lyrics, the sound, uh, everything about it, that would be my favorite track. But um, yeah. I really, really enjoyed um, Fools of Contradiction and um, Bridge Burner as well. Yeah, no, Bridge Burner is a great one, definitely. It has a very Absolutely. slow, crunching grind to it that's yeah. just so <laughs> heavy and uh, yeah, I love it. Well, it, it the slowness kind of gives you time to appreciate how nasty mm. it sounds sometimes. It's so funny, isn't it? Like, because when yeah. you were saying that you wait for the slow bits to be over to get back into the heavy bits, I feel like the slow yeah. bits are those like necessary like reprieve mm. from the energy so that you can kind of go, wow, that was fucking fast and it's about to go yeah. back to that. <laughs> yeah, no, true. Well, what about you, Josh? Any favorites? Well, we're going to we're gonna immediately retread um, recent ground here because my favorite was Bridge Burner. Um, no, right, yeah. I really enjoyed it, yeah. It was, it was, I, I, I often like when a song's got slow and fast bits because for yeah. me, mm -hmm. the best music is when it's like kind of like punctuated, like there's a, there's a crescendo and then it falls down again. And I think this song does that really well. And totally agree. 
I think in this in this kind of genre in particular, <laughs> I think it's quite nice having a bit of a respite for a bit, and it gets a bit yeah. slower, and then it goes BAM! <laughs> yeah. I hesitate to agree, <laughs> but I think Alan Afrak is a band that pulls it off really well, where yeah. like, they can... Yeah. The melodic doesn't sound like, as I said last week, Slipknot, I feel like every time they do a verse, they're like, all right, here's what we actually want to do. And then they're like, let's throw in a melodic chorus to like atone for yeah. writing something that's actually, it's just like, no, just stick to your guns and write something fucking heavy. You know? Fair enough. And that's how I feel about that. So let's move from Inner City Punk Fury all the way down to, is it called Bikini Bottom? Bikini Bottom, oh, yeah. With Gula Goon's Life of Crime. Life of Crime. Fuck. <laughs> Goon are a heavily punk and slightly surf rock infused SpongeBob themed grindcore band from Boston. There's almost nothing else about these guys online. Their Bandcamp info section just says, Are you ready, kids? <laughs> and Life of Grime is a second of three releases, clocking in only five minutes of pure, fully violent, female fronted, hyper aggressive grindcore. Now we're getting into the weird stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is where it starts to get weird. Yeah. Let me just preface this by saying I'm not like a big SpongeBob fan or anything. It's all alien to me, but I just appreciate the fact that something this weird exists and is out there. Well, as a um, SpongeBob enthusiast, um, I come at it from the SpongeBob angle, and um, I'm I'm I really appreciate it. this. The, what? Mm. <laughs> I is it part of the SpongeBob canon then? I hope so. The SpongeBob canon. <laughs> there, there is the multiverse of Sponge, so really anything can exist <laughs> within the SpongeBob canon. Um, it's not I'm covered sure much in the show. True. It's in the expanded universe, right? The, the novelization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you, you, you're a fan, Josh. I'm a, I'm a, um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a five starfish level member of the fan club. <laughs> only a true fan would know that. You had Thanks a, um, Good. what's it called? A, a squid burger. Or I don't, I didn't know this shit. <laughs> I have no Happy Patty, Tom. All Come right, on. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to the album. <sighs> I quite liked this actually. Yeah. yeah, I I really like the um the specific like sound quality of this. It kind of mm. sounds like the drums are made of like kitchen pans and the guitars yeah. are of a similar quality. Yeah. But I actually really like that. <laughs> it's recorded in the kitchen of the of the crusty crab. Uh, I, yeah, I always not thought... the chum bucket. Oh man, you guys know a lot about this shit. <laughs> I always thought it was the saving grace of Saint Anger, another Metallica disc for you. That like <laughs> I actually really like the drums on that. I know that they didn't want them to sound like that, which is fucking hilarious. But I actually quite like it. I like the kind mm. of doing sort of sound. You know, it's, it's, it has a real reverb to it. And like, yeah. you know, and as we've learned from Tom's taste, is that if you, something's good, just put it on everything and put it to a ten. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tom, what I thought you were actually going to say was the saving grace of Saint Anger was that it's actually, and this is this is a, a lesson in fact, it's actually part of the SpongeBob um, expanded <laughs> universe. Honestly, no, a saving ga- grace of Saint Anger is as a grindcore fan, I can totally deal with the sound on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! If the songs run all seven fucking minutes. It'd be fine. <laughs> Yeah. So I feel like this is probably the most punk of all the albums that we're doing. There's a Definitely, lot of kind yeah. of rock and roll sort of yeah. right to it. On some of their previous stuff, they even have like a surf rock section. It's like, uh, I don't even know how to describe that without you just, you know what surf rock sounds like. Oh, yeah. It's basically a surf rock song played through the same fucking amps set at the same levels as the rest of the album. And it's just like a two minute outro for the for the whole thing. That sounds weird, but it, amazing. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I feel like it kind of, it launches itself all over the place in like every different direction and it like tapers out the songs kind of end of a lot of like guitar fuzz and then it just like launches right back in it makes me feel completely delirious to listen to this for too long luckily you can't listen to it for very long how long is it in total is it, is it five minutes thereabouts isn't it i think it's like five minutes 40 or something six minutes and 40 seconds six oh minutes. wow, we lost wow. Mate, they went to a full six minutes 
they went and they hit us full the full six oh. Uh, no, the full six. <laughs> full tenth of an hour. So what did you guys think of this? How does it feel to listen to a short grindcore album rather than the longer ones? I like this in a way. Oh no, this is weird because I love the concept and I thought the vocals were really good. And yeah. I love all the the, the the samples and things, but I found the really short songs really difficult to get into. Yeah. That's interesting, yeah. Why yeah, is I've, that? I've... I think it's just that, I don't know, it's like by the time I start to enjoy it, it's kind of over. Yeah, like, no, yeah, I, I'm with Josh. I think as soon as you start to get into said. that zone... Uh, can we get like a really sad trombone noise with that? The problem that I honestly have with all of the shorter albums that we go to about is that, yeah, as soon as you start to get into that zone, it's like over. This is coming from a guy who like tolerates like a 12 minute like psych rock yeah. song. So, you know, like. No, because the other side of that is, say, like um sort of psychedelic doom kind of thing where four minutes in and you're still not quite in the vibe. But by the time you get to minute 12, you're like, oh, I'm so into this. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and like four minutes in, I'm like drinking my beer. I'm like mm. standing in the crowd, starting to sway, standing at a good time. The gig's now, over and everyone's gone home if I'm at Grindcore. <laughs> yeah. Now, see, Grindcore has a lot more sort of immediacy to it. And to be fair, I'll very rarely just put on a Grindcore album. I'm like, I have like a Grindcore playlist, which is like two hours or something. And I'll mm. just listen to everything on that, or like 6,000 songs or whatever it is. Or just like <laughs> let it play through on YouTube, like of an evening when we're like drinking or whatever. Mm. And like, that's that's the vibe for Grindcore in terms of short songs. But then even, and, and this is just because, again, like this is a, preferential thing this is my yeah. opinion it's not mm -hmm. like a, a criticism of the genre but i just find that i have to pay full attention to it and i would find it's very hard to have on yeah. in the background of us yeah. like, having some drinks because of the intricacy of it and because there's so much going on and, and the random sound bites mm. would jump in like i would find it very hard to be sitting with you drinking a beer and then just have mr krabs cut in in the background and not be like <laughs> can we pay attention to this <laughs> like, it changes so I mean. much yeah it's so jarring. As I say, like parties that we've had in the past, my birthday when we were at uni in 2017, <laughs> I was ah, like, 2017. Right, this is all grindcore all night. And we were listening to it all night. And like, yeah, it does kind of blur. Mm. But I also find that I can drift in and out of grindcore if I have it on in the background and just get my attention caught by some like random bit. For example, like the vocal part right at the end of Help Wanted on this album. Is like one of my favorite kind of sections in, I was going to say, in this whole band's discography. All 20 minutes of it. <laughs> <laughs> and it'd be great if that was longer, but I also love the fact that it's just one little bit because it makes me listen to the whole album over and over again just to hear it. And mm. let's be real, this album is shorter than a lot of songs. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I would say to anyone who thinks this is intriguing, go and watch some of their live shows on YouTube just to get a vibe of what's going on at these gigs. The front woman of this band is brilliant. And uh, yeah, they very much have a vibe of like, just get up there and fucking grind. Yeah, these guys, I reckon, would be a lot of fun to see live. I didn't necessarily vibe with this as hard as the other stuff, but I love the concept. And I imagine it would be a real blast in, in, in person. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I'd love to see it live. I actually think this is probably one of the ones that I preferred just because the, the sound was so unique and uh, the concept is just so silly that I just, I love it. I think it's great. Brilliant. All right, it's time to do some crocodile and die. This is Lee Mean Slumming Machine by Slander. <laughs> so Slander, an ultra-prolific one-man project from Slovenia, having put out 18 albums in the last four Fuck years. Wow. Although, yes, they are quite short. Nonetheless, Slander's music is packed with micro-ideas, hilarious samples, and ridiculous lyrics. 
It's a straightforward sound. Buzzsaw guitars, blast beats, distorted vocals, definitely on the fun side of grindcore. What did you guys make of this album? What did you make of this lean, mean, slunding machine? Lean, mean, slunding machine. The guitars on this album, I think, are the nastiest, most horrible sounding, disgusting tone we've had all episode. Potentially, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I yeah, think. Yeah. It sounds like um, a buzzsaw hitting bone, doesn't it? This, honestly, this is what I thought Grand Corps would be like. You can hear every strum and every pick is really fast. It actually, it reminds me almost of Gent a little bit when you have that, like, in the opposite way, where you've got that really, like, kind of quite clear guitar tone. You can hear almost the individual, like, picking on the strings. It sounds like that to me, and it just Mm. really, like, really sounds like what I thought Grand Corps would be. It's almost like they're fighting with the guitar to like yeah. keep strumming it. They're like, come here, you son of a bitch! Ah! <laughs> like, yeah. like constantly <laughs> trying to play more notes. <laughs> yeah, you can you can hear the yeah. metal and the strings bending, and oh, it's 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 it's, it's yeah, it's very like high intensity stuff, isn't it? And it's um, they really deliver on the kind of sampled like micro song formula. Like this band is almost, yeah, definitely. I would say their runtime is probably almost like I don't know, maybe like a fifth samples because there's some long ones in there yeah yeah definitely yeah you get 50 minutes example the song five seconds is chatting from the movie yeah <laughs> the song agr where it's like uh starts with that thing from a game show name an animal with three letters in its name alligator and the lyrics are who made you the spelling please i can spell how i want shut up go read a book <laughs> i just oh yeah these guys are like really funny like yeah. you know yeah. I will say these guys. This guy is really funny. Like it's got really good comic mm. timing. Mm. The album's just like it's a blast, isn't it? And it's like yeah, it's definitely, not yeah. kind of political and angry in the same way that Magruder grind are. It's just like abrasive, piss taking, antisocial is a word that I would use. Antisocial aggregate aggravation. Is yeah, what it absolutely. Like. Yeah, yeah, that's a very that's a very good up. name for it. Yeah, and and this is this is pushing my limits at this point. I was kind really? of like, yeah, I, I did enjoy this album. I don't, I, I'll be honest, like, I'm, I'm probably going to come back to it. I don't want to lie. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I think yeah. my, my level is currently like at Magruder Grind and this might be okay. a little bit like too far for me right now. Mm. It is still very funny. Into the depths. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is still very funny. I do appreciate what he's doing. To make like 18 albums with all these like sound bites and everything, like, you know, some of the references I get and I think are absolutely hilarious. Others I just kind of skip by, but they only stick around yeah. for like 30 seconds. So it's not like well, I'm sitting it, there yeah. not getting the joke for a minute and a half, you know? Yeah. And this guy does weird shit. Like they really, <laughs> it really is a Christmas album, for example. Oh, where yeah. it's like all the sound bites are just like Christmas, <laughs> Christmas related <laughs> stuff. Yeah. A very slendy Christmas. By... <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Santa, Santa Slund is coming to town. <laughs> <laughs> All I want for Christmas is you to leave me alone. <laughs> Do they know Bob Geldof sucks at all? <laughs> yeah, Winter Slunderland. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yeah. Do you ever watch those uh, like compilations on YouTube where it's just like chaotic memes or like <laughs> yeah, deep fried yes. memes? Just like uh, or like that subreddit which was like ends in chaos or something. I like, chaos. Some chaos, of yeah. those fucking videos, man. Like there's one where this hydronic press really carefully puts in this like, like an open matchbox, right? And it comes and stamps down like bit by bit, like Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Stamps down the matchbox. And then right at the end just goes fucking nuts and it's like bah, bah, bah. <laughs> <laughs> This is fucking annihilating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it makes me laugh so much. 
yeah. God. I feel like that's exactly how this album feels to listen to. It's yeah, just like, pretty much. What the hell? You just did it again. It was yeah. Like confusing, funny chaos. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, it's brilliant. No, I really enjoy these guys. And, like, kudos to this guy for just doing, like, a fucking one-man project that's just absolutely yeah. destroying it. And I think to, like, apply too much analysis to this, which might have been my mistake, is, like... um. Mm-hmm. Who made you the music police? Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> you <know>? Read a <laughs> book. Yeah. I can music how you want. Yeah. <laughs> I would really recommend if anyone wants to like just get a vibe of what this band is like, listen to the second song on Slender Mall, Attack of the Slumbies, where they sample that Australian guy being like, um, I saw the oh dogs over there in the yard. And they came bounding over. And then he does a fucking dog impression. Yeah. And his wife's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> but it just goes into the song. And the song is 26 seconds long. <laughs> I rate these guys. Good fun. So what was your? What would you say your overall opinion was? Any favorite songs? Anything that stood out? Any moments? The Passion of the Shadow. That was a particularly <laughs> good song. <laughs> just like, it's just so stupid. And so funny. And AGR, obviously is Asia is fucking hilarious, hilarious. Yeah. that's the alligator yeah. song um the spelling yeah Le- an animal with three letters <laughs> yeah it has its moments but th- th- it is like crazy and it's so hard to pick out tracks because i remember like listening to this for the show and thinking okay i'm gonna like you know make some notes on the tracks like i normally do you know a normal album tracks being like four or five minutes and i'd like press play and be like okay yeah, that was a good track and then i'd like flick back to the playlist and be like Oh, I'm halfway through the album. Okay, yeah. I've gone through six tracks. <laughs> like, it's kind of hard to pick tracks when they're like five oh, seconds yeah. long. As for yeah. me, like I'm not going to try and pick a favorite track for this one. I really like the album as a whole. Like it was mm. fun. Yeah, but no, I, I, too. I don't me think too. I can drill yeah. down. Yeah, they're definitely. Fun. No, I agree. At a push, AGR just because of the just because of the sample, not because of the song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well. It's time to stab yourself in the fucking ears. This is Storto, the pain I have every day. Oh, God. Sordo describe themselves as bass and drum noise violence, which begs the question, do they even have a guitar in there? Their sound is best described as a fucking fat, distorted bass guitar with ultra-fast drums underneath a frenzied, blown-out vocal style. This album, in particular, is intercut with sound clips of Mike Tyson psyching out his opponents. It's pretty real. I would say this is where a lot of people would draw the line in terms of getting into extreme music. What did you guys think? Ben, you're raising your hand. <laughs> yeah, that was just when you said when people draw the line. That, yeah. Hello. <laughs> drawing the line. This was it. This was me. Hello, this I'm, is me. I'm drawing a line. Um, oh, yeah. This was just a step too far for me. <laughs> <laughs> like... You know, I I tried, man. I tried hard. <laughs> I just don't, I just didn't get this. It's and the thing is, like, I think a lot of people would have drawn the line earlier than I would, and obviously mm-hmm. a lot of people would draw it further. That's kind of how this thing works. Um, a lot of people would draw the line at listening to our podcast. <laughs> so, yeah, I think the true. line has been drawn for a lot of people long before yeah. we got here. Yeah, <laughs> this was just such an overwhelming sound and i couldn't really mm. pick like you say yeah. do they even have a guitar in there yeah i was kind of thinking that i couldn't really pick much out and the the quotes were less funny to me on this one like the whole mike tyson thing it yeah, that just didn't it feels a bit nastier doesn't it well i don't know if nasty is the problem it's just for like i just don't really know anything about like boxing or mike tyson no, so yeah. when there's like a, a chris hansen quote or a spongebob <laughs> quote i'm kind of like oh yeah i recognize where that's from whereas yeah. this i just it, it didn't land for me yeah but like Again, it's like six minutes long, and it's kind of like an art piece where you can mm. like play it through and go like, okay, yeah, not that one. Next. Honestly, like I've played this with people before, and because it's the length of an average song, 
friends that I have who hate grindcore have sat through it just under the yeah. impression that it's one song. You know? <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. Not entirely hated it, but also just being like, why would anyone listen to this? You know? Yeah, and, and that's thing. Like, I didn't. I didn't hate it. I, I will like yeah. just say that it's not as though I I, I couldn't get through it or anything because it it is mm. like six or seven minutes long. You know, you you can just play it mm. and then. But to be real, you know, we're talking about a sound that is noisy. It's almost out of time. It's completely abrasive, maybe even like pretty badly recorded. But it's not just like a lame attempt at creating music. Like they haven't they haven't fucked up an intention to create a a fucking synth metal song, have they? No, no, but exactly what they do. They like they want all the distortion and the headache inducing noise. It all feels intentional. Like it's it's it's, quite pure in its execution in a way, isn't it? Absolutely. And that's Uh, a really that's a really good point because even though it was like headache inducing and, and just real wall of noise kind of thing, it didn't feel like they'd fucked up. It felt intentional. Yeah. Is, yeah there's a very big yeah. difference between those things. Mm, absolutely. And there's a, an album called Most Hated by them. I'm, I'm quite into these guys, so I've listened to a lot of their stuff. There's an album called Most Hated by them, which is the vocal style sounds like a guy is standing at the other end of like a concrete like parking garage, just fucking <laughs> yelling. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And that's like the vocal quality. And the drum quality... It doesn't even sound like a drum. It sounds like a guy just hitting an iron bar and like a railing. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm, I'm glad it exists. Like I say, like, there's... there's space for this stuff, and yeah. someone should be doing it, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like that's the thing for me. Like this album is really summed up by how conceptually strong it is. Right. It's just mm. it's they've yeah. got an idea. <laughs> they've just done it and it's five minutes of if you want your horrible sounding mike tyson themed like power violence noise whatever the fuck this is it this does Spot that on. yeah you Perfect. can walk around an art gallery and you're not going to like every painting you know but yeah. this this really it knows what it is it knows what it wants yeah. to do and it just does mm-hmm. it yeah i love the because they don't have a guitarist in this it's just a bass as far as I can tell, there's very little written about these sorts of bands online. Um, <laughs> and they seem to actively avoid having things yeah. written about them. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they seem to discourage that. I've seen like um, grindcore bands selling their music online, and there's just a message saying, like, don't give us any money, like, get it for free. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, I saw that yeah. a lot. And I think that's, you know, it lives in a very different world. I don't know. There's bits on this, like, what I love about it is like those kind of fat bass riffs, which are just like so, it's not like they're huge in terms of the way that like, epic like power metal is huge it's huge in terms of, like it's just a fucking dense sound really sharp like bass solo and then kicks into this like super fast paced drums and like a vocal style where it's like there's no space at all between the book the words you know if you oh yeah you're getting hit by a truck of sound like it's not yeah, yeah mm. there's there's no space in this music which like josh said if, if this is what you want it's yeah, fucking exactly. here and it's, yeah. it's executed confidently and i, and I well. do like this is a band that i can listen to for like up to like an hour kind of thing and so i you don't... listen to this album like 10 times back to back well i've listened to this <laughs> and uh they've got they've got a bunch of albums and i Can't like bet, yeah. i kind of like all of it because if you like one of them you're probably gonna like all of it it's just yeah, so like, where, where, how do they decide when one track ends and one track starts because they, <laughs> they could just make every track like 10 seconds right yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's just such a inversion and, and i get that's kind of the point of like this noise core thing is it's like an inversion of musical practice yeah. but it's just they still have rules kind of yeah <laughs> like, to a it's so weird i mean you know i listen to it and like i've said one of the main reasons to grindcore is i love drums and like i do this i just listen to drum solos like you know one of my favorite albums on spotify is like big drum solos or something and a lot of them are even like <laughs> like jazz drum solos and stuff but mm. i can listen to drum solos for like hours on end and quite often do when i'm working so listening to grindcore is just like that plus distorted guitars which i really like the sonic quality of 
and like screaming and yelling, which I also like the sound of for some reason. And the fact that it doesn't add up to like many songs in a way, but just a whole collection of ideas. I kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. But it is weird. I'd listen to it for a totally different reason than I'd listen to, I don't know, Immortal or even like Wolf Alice or something. You know, yeah. once you get down this low. I expect so. Wolf Alice and Immortal are practically sitting on the same level in terms of how heavy they are. <laughs> yeah, when you're in the bottom of like the Mariana Trench looking up, <laughs> everything's yeah. up from here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what do you guys think? What was your overall conclusion? I, I'm not expecting anyone to have a favourite song on this because I, I don't know. Do they even have songs? Yeah, were there songs? Like, and that's not a criticism, right? Were there songs? There? Did they want to have songs on this? Probably not. <laughs> like, According yes. to YouTube, I think there's songs. Yeah, there's, there's, there are a few. But <laughs> I love this album conceptually. It was really funny and it had a good sound. It wasn't really my sound, but I enjoyed it overall. So yeah, absolutely recommend it. Yeah, yeah. This was this was one that I didn't really get. I'll be honest. Like, yeah, it was fine, but I just I won't be coming back to this. To be honest. Fair. Well, this is an all-time favorite of mine, and um, I love it all the way through. So (laughs) there we go. All right, and now heading into our third, not third, our sixth and final album (laughs) of the week. (laughs) Only been six. Yeah. Fucking brace yourselves. Chainsaw Squids, Detroit Split. <laughs> Chainsaw Squids. <laughs> I love you, like, trying to, like, frame us and be like, okay, guys, you ready? You ready for this? You ready for this piece of art we're about to do? Chainsaw Squid. <laughs> <laughs> ready for this incredible intro here. Mm-hmm. Chainsaw Squid, a grindcore band from Long Beach, California. And that's about all I can find beach. out about them online. Their sound is ultra fuzzy, screechy, <laughs> scratchy, grindcore, full of samples and the occasional section of trap music. This five-minute album might seem obscure and unlistenable, but they're pretty well-respected among the tiny, tiny corner of the internet that know them, with over 75,000 plays of this album alone. Of the two other people I know who like the same sort of grindcore as I do, they both hold this up as one of their favorite albums, that being John Pullen and Jake Hayne. Sorry to full name you guys. <laughs> their addresses will be in the description. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, guys, what did you think about this absolute masterpiece of pure fucking filth? But they're good bits. These samples are really good. And it had like a nice, if you like that sound, like if you if you want like a really fuzzy, metallically hard, mm-hmm. sharp yeah. sounding set of music this is it sharp is definitely the word for this yeah Yeah. it feels a bit like being hit in the face with some sucking on a lemon (laughs) with some broken glass doesn't it fucking rusty razor blade yeah yeah i just i don't know it's like sticking a rusty razor blade in your ear which is why you should listen to it no i just i found the intro and the outro kind of like i was like oh i like this this is kind of cool and then i got into the grind crew and i was like can you not can you not go back it starts with a one minute Trap intro, yeah, with yeah. some like samples from like a 1930s movie over the top, which was very like breaks into very Eric Andre on that intro. Interesting. I I felt... mean, Eric Andre has the sort of chaotic energy that would suit grindcore for sure. Yeah, and I think yeah. he even has that sketch where he goes into a restaurant and tries to get a table while dressed as an octopus. <laughs> yes, and when they were just saying chainsaw squid, chainsaw squid, I was like. Eric Andre may have been involved in this, like doing whippets. <laughs> just, like... Yeah, for real. But yeah, on it for me, I think I think the trap bit softened me up, and I was like, I'm gro- grooving with this, I'm vibing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then the grunge hits, and I was like, Bing, Fuck, go back, Crosby. Yeah. And then, <laughs> like for the rest of the album, I was like, Can we not? Can you not go back to the intro, please? Like, I'd rather that. That's interesting because yeah. the trap intro really grabbed me as soon as I heard it. I was like, Ooh, I know that something's coming, but I, I'm vibing with the idea that there's something different. 
going on first, you know. Yeah, that's kind of I kind of agree with Joshua, but I started to vibe with that intro track and was thinking, oh, okay, they're gonna be doing something different, a bit kind of groovy, like a different kind of take on grindcore. Uh, and then it was like, ah, yeah, jokes yeah. on you, it's grindcore. <laughs> 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 it's like, ah, oh, you you fucking got me again. Let's just follow on grindcore. I mean, it's like we talk about Alan Efrak being blown out, but like the way I kind of picture it in my mind and i know this is, we've talked about this before about how you, whether you visualize music or not it's like mm. you know like nails on a chalkboard leaving like yeah. marks that were like white lines on a chalkboard yeah it's like imagine that but like so many nails that the whole chalkboard is just white from all the scratches on it that's yeah. kind of how it sounds it does that's yeah not a good thing is it <laughs> <laughs> hey we used nauseating as a compliment yeah and i, I liked the album that was all straight wasn't it so i mean um Maybe I'm just coming at this from a different angle because Ulcerate being so slow and heavy, I really liked that. I agreed that it was nauseating at the time. <laughs> Whereas this is nails on a chalkboard and it's just opposite ends of the unpleasant spectrum mm. <laughs> that we well, talk you, about every week. You asked the question of like, why would you want to hear something like that? And this is something that comes up in my mind quite a lot. Because I mean, like, as I've mentioned, I've probably mentioned it more than once in this podcast because... Wolf Alice's new album is out and they're one of my favorite bands and like you know they're pretty fucking far from grindcore you know like very yeah, like, transcendent far. sort of yeah yeah very transcendent kind of like beautiful music i mean the singer's vocal style is so pure and like easy to listen to why do i why do i like to listen to something like this but here's the thing this kind of music is always going to exist in a sense right because like as soon as you have the idea of making music a little bit heavier someone somewhere down the line is going to have tried to make it as heavy as they possibly can. Oh, yeah. I am somebody who enjoys extremes in art. I like, you know, I like maximalism. I like pushing these sorts of boundaries and things. And I like that this album kind of sits at the end, like right at the end of that, you know? It's a really good point because that that is something that I do appreciate about this stuff. Whilst it's not something I'm going to come back to, I do appreciate mm. the real, like, boundaries exist and... Yeah, if we're going to make heavy music, we should make the heaviest and most insane music that we can. Yeah, because yeah. it should exist. And yeah, yeah, it's it's fucking crazy and it's kind of unpleasant at parts. But mm. why shouldn't it be? You know, it, yeah. we're getting like very sort of like just like esoteric about this sort of stuff. But these are just qualities of sound. You yeah, know? and that's it. And this album feels like it's not. There's not really any conceptual kind of through line to it. But the funny thing about it to me is that noisecore is so like anti i'm gonna say this and i I don't mean it the way it's gonna sound but they're kind of like anti-intellectualizing this stuff you know they're like don't overthink it it is what Mm -hmm. it is Mm -hmm. but also we're sitting and having a conversation about the boundaries of music and the qualities of sound and i'm like why are we talking about this now you know but i mean this is the band that brings it up you know like yeah you listen to yeah because like you know if you're listening to a band like nightwish there's no reason to be like what are the boundaries of music how far can you go because like ultimately kind of anyone could like nightwish you know that sits very firmly in a world of like yeah pretty enjoyable and you know i i like i like that i love all that kind of music and i like pop music a lot like but i do get unsatisfied by the idea that all music can be is something that sounds nice to listen to yeah i do think that music can be satisfying to listen to because this is kind of a difference music can be satisfying to listen to without actually sounding that nice at all absolutely a lot of metal bands are leaning on this kind of edge of things but ultimately something like slayer is still kind of pretty fun to listen to for a lot of people everyone likes the sound of a good electric guitar 
but I, I think that I'm reassured by the fact that a band like Chainsaw Squid exists. And we've talked about this with Florence and the Machine and like Anon Afrak and things like that, where it's like, how far do you want to push the limit? And then just having like yeah. a pleasant sound. But mm-hmm. with whatever kind of device that we all have, who doesn't immediately go, what's the loudest this can go? Or what's the... Exactly. If I push yeah, all exactly. the dials up, what do I end up yeah. with? Yeah. You know? Well, it's like, I always think that the reason that I like grindcore is because my granny's house used to have a piano. And what I would yeah. do every time was go right up to the lowest key and just bang it as bong, hard as I could. Bong, bong, <laughs> yeah, bong. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's an instinct that a lot of children have. Yeah, I definitely had it, and I think that that's that's at the core of why I've stayed interested in this sort of music. It's like if you get something, and your instinct is to like see how far you can go with it, whether it's a, mm. an idea or it's a you know a new sort of material you've got to paint with or something. You know, that's what's the furthest I can push. For me, it? Yeah, yeah, and for me, like you know, whether this album is gonna end up in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, whether it's gonna touch millions of people, I don't know. It's but a very, it's, it's a very always... hard. Thing, though isn't it to decide whether or not we've reached the limit because these sort of yeah. things don't yeah, have yeah. a limit it's not like a mm. an analog dial where it doesn't turn anymore it's just because what's the someone next... can go further yeah because anon Afrex have said before that like they could just play noise and that'd be heavier than what they do exactly but yeah, satisfying. yeah but the thing is once you're at the point where chains or squid are standing it's like well okay if there is stuff beyond this which is pure noise in some depths of music that we can't understand there will still be a way to make that sound palatable enough that it's still music and not just noise. Yeah, because I mean, from here, Aaron Afrak looks incredibly orchestrated and almost like an operatic performance with their Mm. like clean vocals and soaring guitar solos and stuff. Like, I guess it's like, you know, where where does it go next, though? Because it's like, will Mm -hmm. it be heavier or will it just be like a different kind of heavy, if you know what I mean? Yeah, and I I think I've I've said before that it's kind of you you get faster and faster and heavier and heavier and then it kind of becomes heavier to go slower again. Mm. So I wonder if you'll see some like doom grind that's just going to be slow but distorted as fuck, which I'm sure already exists. I feel like while we're at this like super deep point, I feel like we're standing at the bottom of some like the deepest well ever drilled by the Russians or something. (laughs) (laughs) And do you know what? Given the temperature in my room, I feel like I'm there. (laughs) Yeah, me too. I've had my shirt off this whole episode. I'm just going to pour beer on my face. Um, (laughs) I mean, I think that the thing that keeps it from being unenjoyable and and unlistenable is the fact that they have those like samples in there and they have the trap intro and the trap outro. It's almost like offering up this extreme music as part of like a concept of like it almost feels like an art piece in some weird way it totally does yeah and there's um you know the song that starts with um <laughs> except from to catch a predator yeah you're naked you're chasing a cat around you've got cool whip <laughs> <laughs> what's the going lyrics, on <laughs> the lyrics to it are fully naked in the kitchen this motherfucker's not 14 i was promised a cat's dick what am i supposed to do with all this cool whip chris hansen wants the cock of man where is my complimentary lemonade like that's the whole lyrics to this like 30 second song and there's another one on the album called how to get to mike's house oh that's a great one that's, that's 91 east for 33 miles merge onto 15 north for 43 miles merge Nine three five. Turn right on Bear Valley Road, then mm-hmm. a left on Colbert left Road, on left Road, on yeah. Brighton, place on the left. Yeah. <laughs> on the left yeah. Nice. yeah, and that's how to get to Mike's house. So. Yeah, and it's like I love the idea of like just taking something really regular and boring, and then turning it into turning into extreme into music. Into yeah, yeah, and you do just kind of like you can get all like angry about it and all like this is some music. Oh my god, this pisses me off so much. Or you can just like shrug your shells and go, yeah, why the fuck not? You know, like. 
Yeah, exactly. Why not make music <laughs> like this? You know, music doesn't have to be. It's not as though it. this music being created diminishes the space for music you like you know like just fuck no, it exactly. why not make it like this, yeah someone should someone could they did squeezes so in somewhere deep down you yeah know, it's hard to find it's hard to get to i mean i remember when i was younger thinking that music had to be about romance and relationships and then mm. i've actually had to explain to people within the last seven years or so that music doesn't always have to be about relationships yeah it can be about literally anything Any, it can be about, yeah you know i've had songs about like the quality of wallpaper or something you know what i mean <laughs> it could be about anything Ooh. And I'm not even talking about grindcore. It's like, you know, some of this really experimental stuff like Iggy Pop or whatever. Some of the things I sing about. It's so bizarre. It can get pretty strange. You know, there's mm. sky's the limit, really. And I think that's why I love Chainsaw Squid. Is like, as much as I do love, obviously, the sound of it, it's just the idea of the idea of it is just so out there. I found it interesting, though, kind of leaving back to what we said earlier, where it's like these guys don't have necessarily like some big high concept idea. They're just like doing it. Mm. Uh, I find it kind of interesting how, how we all like kind of enjoy the idea of it. Despite yeah. the fact we will agree, there's no idea. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's the, and that's the like recursive problem of noisecore for me, where it's like, don't think about it, but there are rules, but there aren't any, and don't think about the yeah, rules, but yeah, they yeah. exist, but they don't. So don't think about it. Stop yeah, thinking sure. so much. <laughs> You're like, ah, what's the happening? First rule okay. of noisecore club is you don't talk about noisecore club. Yeah, pray, <laughs> pray for the best. So I'm not going to ask you if there are any favorite songs on this. I just yeah, what do we think of it? Um, yeah, this one had some really funny ones on it. I liked this more than um sort of purely because of a lot of the references i got like for chris hansen song is just hilarious how to get to mike's house is hilarious i think like i said it's like walking through an art gallery each piece Mm. is only like five minutes long so it's not as though you need to settle in for an hour and a half performance you know so you just you you'd like some of the jokes you don't like some of the jokes Mm. so that's that's fucking fine like and this one i liked it was good i like and i actually really 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 liked the intro track which didn't have any grunk on it but maybe we should just do a fucking trap podcast i think we should we should have like a totally like a like a a specialism and all that be cool oh it's coming maybe we could find a uh, like a trap podcast and get a guest on to explain us what is trap how do it work what is music? Uh, We've been talking about not music for the last couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so, from a music podcast, could you please tell us what's music? Oh, <laughs> uh, jeez. All right, well, Chainsaw Squid's Detroit Split, one of my favorites. That's good stuff, man. All right, guys, well, it feels like we've come a long way. All the oh, way from yeah. the, um, the airy and open spaces of agrophobic nosebleed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the now seemingly the green pastures calm spaces yeah. of agrophobic and magruder grind all the way down to the um the crushing mariana trench level pressure depths of chainsaw squid oh yeah oh it's yeah gonna be a long recovery for all of us i'm gonna need a week just being massaged in a spa i did find myself between these these five minute albums having to just listen to a bit of like psychedelic rock in between <laughs> just to <laughs> my sanity so to outro this i want to ask you guys was i know this isn't conventional for our podcast but was there a favorite band Ooh. i think for me and this isn't necessarily the band i enjoyed the most but they're the band i had the most fun listening to yeah was sort of ah mate josh it's it's taken many years (laughs) of struggle (laughs) to finally get josh to like Great um. core. <laughs> and finally it's happened. Yeah, I'd never expected that out Josh, of you. Josh, you know, I was in a relationship for two years and I couldn't get it to like Sordo. <laughs> You've been trying for much longer than two years, maybe like Ryan Core, though. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Ben? Mm, yeah, I, again, if I was to pick one I like the sound of the most, it would be Magruder Grind, but that feels wrong nice. for a Grindcore yeah, yeah, episode. Yeah. So. 
I think probably Slund. That was the one that gave me yeah. a lot of laughs and Slund's was banger, just yeah. their whole like I, I listened to some other like Slund stuff and just the whole like putting Slund into everything just <laughs> adds this like layer of this absurdity. It just becomes just this god, funny. you know, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. What is Slund? Yeah. But it's fucking loud and that's cool. It certainly is. And uh, you know, a little follow-up question here. Did either of your significant others listen to any of these albums and have any choice words about it? I didn't put on Grindcore. <laughs> Me neither. <but laughs> I purposely <laughs> did not share this. I, 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 I well, actually, so I, I, t- I told my girlfriend, I was like, oh, there's this genre of music and all the songs like a minute long. And she wasn't very impressed by that. And then I played her um, You Suffer by Napalm Death. It's like the intro to the genre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's not impressed by that either. So <laughs> yeah, I don't think Brian headphones cool. like this is a headphones on kind of week. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the thing, Josh. You got to start her out on nosebleed and see how long it takes her to get to the depths. It's a slippery slope, and I think, to be honest, genuinely, anyone can start to appreciate these things. Like you know, once you start yeah. down that road where you're like, actually, a Gorefolk nosebleed pretty good and then before you know it like magruder grinds coming in and then you're on google lagoon and you're like mushing to spongebob quotes <laughs> yeah fucking hell it's a weird genre man yeah, yeah. it's, a weird it's genre. interesting it's it's, interesting. it's a real wild ride every time mm. Mm. yeah and no genre quite breaks the rules like yeah, yeah. exactly Franco does yeah all right well hey i'm glad you guys enjoyed and uh it's about time we moved on from this uh grindcore extravaganza I've been looking forward to it for a long time, and I've got to say I'm very, very pleased that we did it, and uh, sad to be moving on. I, I need light, but I don't know if I'm ready for it. Well, in that spirit, the album that I'm doing next week is a pure, dark, machine-like, chaotic whirlpool of aggression. It's Organic Hallucinosis by Decapitated, a tech death nice. album which I suspect you guys are going to like, but I feel like mm. you know, jury could be out as well. And what about uh, what about you, Ben? What are we doing? Oh, so I'm I'm taking us as far away from Grindcore as I could possibly find. I've picked Soen with their very new album, Imperial. It's a prog metal album. Nice. Okay, this isn't a band I've ever really like heard of, but I'm I'm assured that they're apparently a fucking massive band in the scene. Yeah, I hadn't heard no, of them until. This is news to me. <laughs> me. Me too, honestly. I hadn't heard of them until a couple of weeks ago. They're actually playing at Bloodstock this year, so I will be Are seeing really? them there. Nice. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. And, um, well, assumingly it... fantastic. I mean, they might be shit. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait to listen to them before you say it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I will. I'll have to wait and listen. Yeah, so how about you, Josh? What, what are we talking about next week from you? I'm bringing um, Takasago Army by Chthonic. Um, oh, yeah. The, um, nice. Yeah, cool. Chinese band? They're a Taiwanese, Taiwanese um, band. Sorry. Death metal band. They're really cool. I'm a big fan of them. They they have a lot of interesting things going on. I think this will be a really interesting album. Okay, to talk about. very nice. Yeah. yeah I'm looking okay. forward to uh, listening to that. I think um, I've heard good things about them in the past. So. I'm excited fun. to have a uh, a good mix next week. I think yeah. Um, yeah. we've been in the grindcore scene, been living the grindcore lifestyle for a couple yeah, of weeks. Man. I've oh, been yeah, um, shooting crocodile into my fucking car. I've been just... cycling around in a 30 degree London fucking heat. God, can I just say that this is like the most stereotypically and annoyingly stereotypically British thing for us to do is talk about weather on our podcast. And complain <laughs> about the one time it's hot as well. That it's nice. Like, well, we complain it's cold, we complain it's hot. happy to be like sweaty and covered in flies all the time. It's, it's great, I love it. The, the flies aren't of, compulsory for Hot heat. garbage everywhere. Okay. What more could you want? <laughs> better better Grankle vibe, yeah. Sure. <laughs> I mean, it sort of sounds like I'm taking the piss, but no, I actually do kind of like those things. Fair enough. 
And you'd be like, yeah. hey, look, okay, I know no one wants this aesthetic, but someone has to have it. So I've picked flies as mine. That's why I'm covered in them right now. <laughs> someone has to find the limit uh, on what's acceptable in society. And I'm going to do it. Exactly. Yep. Well, lots of people I know will tell you that. <laughs> All right. So where can people listen to us, Ben? Yeah, they can find us on Spotify, find us oh, on yeah. iTunes and YouTube. Very nice. And where can they follow us, Josh, to get all our social media updates? They can find us on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or Twitter. our special website, metalface.show. Why did mm. we call it metalface.sex, Josh? Um, I think because A, that'll get instantly blocked on like any regulated <laughs> website. <laughs> That's probably a good point. And people can email us at metalfacepodcast.gmail.com, which mm. I don't know if people really still email, but if you're listening... And you have an email account, I assume you do. Send us an email. Why the fuck not? Yeah, that's true, actually. We'd love to know what kind of things you guys would like to hear. Or... Some feedback. <laughs> some really feedback. Cool. <laughs> like, we actually want something much more technical. We want to know what key this song is in. I'm like, what the yeah, fuck no, is we're none of us are going to yeah. know. <laughs> we'll just be like, okay, uh, blocked. Um... <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, uh... We're at our limit as it is. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, hey, thanks for listening, guys. And I'll see you you guys next week to talk about sewing and some other crap hey <laughs> sewing's not in the crap hey cool Yay. right see you next week see you next week anyway. i will just say but yeah and the um the light parts in this aren't exactly like slipknot light are they no <laughs> <laughs> we're the fucking heaviest band in the world Dead memories in my heart. <laughs> Get a grip. Listen to five seconds of Chainsaw Squid, you cunts. All right. <laughs> you got two songs in that. <laughs>